Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quacky and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 12 in. Oh! I am your host, Adam Jameo. And I am Aaron Schroeder. That is right. And this is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web, Footosphere. And we beat a team. We kind of beat a team into submission, into pulp, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. Aaron, yeah. what, immediately, what are your thoughts on the Oregon-Portland State game? Uh, I fell asleep in the third quarter. Fair enough. I do not blame you whatsoever. I mean, there is stuff coming out like Bruce Barnum, Portland State's coach, was basically saying, like, he's like, I made a decision, the best decision for my team. Uh, we had our backups in on the second half. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't even want to do that. Like, this is clearly a scrimmage. This is clearly a practice. We're down 50 to 7. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that first quarter was fun. Mm-hmm. Second quarter was like, oh, this is how this is going to go. Maybe it's time for a tradition change that we don't make this poor human inside a duck costume. <laughs> do I mean, come on. By Maybe the end of the game, I was like. Just, no, just, I mean, by the time I fell asleep, I should say, I was already like, I can't handle this dude having to do that. The the duck doing push-ups is basically like a sheep jumping over a fence for you. Just one, I guess two, so. <laughs> well, it was just so funny, too, because the announcers were, like, loving it. They were like, this is excellent content. I think they were like, oh, it's something to talk about. Look over there. That's also true, about. right? Like, what is in this game <laughs> to talk about? To be fair, we're doing the same thing right now. We immediately yeah. started talking about the Chuck Newt Well, I mean, I'm only bringing it up because I think maybe, uh, maybe once you hit 48 points, yeah, we're good here. We don't need him to keep doing I keep saying him, but I honestly don't know if it's a... It. I don't know. Yeah, the duck. The duck. That's all I got to say. Uh, um, we don't need the duck to... Or, how about this? It's the same thing. It feels just as good. For every touchdown, do seven push-ups. Well, that's what he's saying, yeah. Oh, you mean But they just made seven. him start Instead over of, from the beginning. Oh, I get you. You mean like 14, So he's doing 21. 50, and then the next time he's doing 57, and then yeah. the next time he's doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like this This person walked away doing nearly 1,000 push-ups that day, I, I bet, think or they nearly said, 500. I think, yes, oh, more. They did 546 push-ups. Right. So when you get your touchdown, that equates to your 28th point. Yes, 
just do seven more push-ups. No, I, I so got that it. way you've now done 28 total. Okay, we got multiple. Not to, you know, reveal that Santa Claus isn't real to any listeners or anything like that. But um, there's multiple ducks. There's multiple duck costumes. I think we should switch. You know what I mean? Just like in the court. Okay, you get a break. We're bringing in the, the ripped duck to come in. He's going to do some push-ups. Hold on. Oh, no. Oh, no, Aaron. Did I just... Uh, oh, no. Aaron is not Are you telling true. me that on a game-to-game basis, there is a different human inside that costume? I bet you. I mean, there's multiple... I think there's multiple I bet costumes. you? There's you don't know? Be. I don't know. They, they like to keep the magic, the mystery up in the air. They don't want to tell you how many ducks there are. So how do you know there's multiple? I just assume you got. I mean, what if, what if, what if oh someone my pukes God. in the costume? You're like, not to rip off the Santa Claus ain't real band-aid, but this is something I've assumed. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm assuming there's because what if someone like you know chucks in the uh, in the first one? You got to have a second costume, right? There's multiple people I think that do. I don't think there's one mascot guy or girl that uh, that is set to do it. Like, I think there's multiple Well, I people. assume it works more like theater, right? Where there is, like, the one person who is definitely in that costume every game unless they're sick. Mm, and I, then, like, the understudy <laughs> shows up. I think it's more like you're at Disneyland. They don't got one person walking around in that thing because they'll die, you know. You have to have multiple. You got to union rules. got to swap in people out. My my um, older really? sister. Really? You think Disney follows union rules? <laughs> We're getting way off good topic. Good point. Here. Good point, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was probably the most interesting okay. thing to happen in this. But... You know, you say it was, uh, had more of your attention in the first quarter. Makes sense. But I'll tell you, the second drive Portland State had when they kind of marched down the field, not going to lie, I was kind of afraid. I Like, if they scored more than two touchdowns, luckily they didn't, I would have come to this with a different energy of, like, what the fuck is wrong with our defense? Okay, so that actually, you hit me with a great overview question which i feel like we're still in the overview portion of this whole thing Mm -hmm. which is the absolute whipping we laid down upon them Mm -hmm. does that have any positive uh effect on those who choose rankings you know what i mean like when you're when you're supposed to beat this team yeah. You know, when you beat them by 30 points, everybody's like, well, that's exactly what I expected. Oh, yeah. But we now beat them by so many more points, it's like, holy crap, well, maybe this Oregon team is actually better than what we expected, so maybe. I think at a certain point, they look and they go like, okay, they allowed seven points and they scored over, let's say, freaking 50, you know. They, it eventually, it kind of goes to like, uh, all right, you don't get bonus points for beating the crap out of second third string uh you know second and third string portland state players you know players that you're actually like a team you're paying to come play with you like eventually you don't get any extra brownie points but we certainly checked the box of didn't let portland state you know push us around score us or 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 score on us even in the second half yeah and also, our offense looked like untouchable, certainly unstoppable. Even in the second half, when we had Ty Thompson out there, who looked good, 
looked confident, you know, against yep. Portland State again. But yeah, pretty solid. I was pretty happy with it. Um, yeah. Oh, and then yeah, to say just to piggyback on what you're saying earlier in that first quarter, I could already tell. Oh, this is. I mean, within the first few minutes of the game, it was like, oh, sure, this is a game that is highly mismatched. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so because of that, when Portland State had the ball. I was kind of like, come on, give us give us a run for our money at least a little bit. <laughs> mm. uh, no, I didn't want any of that. I did I wanted oh my god. Especially with the defense, that's the biggest question. I was horrified that they were gonna be able to just I, I in the past, when we've had really bad Oregon teams, games mm-hmm. like this where it's like even if we still, you know, beat them by thirty they were always a good measuring stick for, like, if they scored 28 on us, that's a bad sign. Like, that means that our the real teams in the future are really going to light us up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I don't think we've had that. Uh, or or it, it clearly wasn't that. At the same time, you kind of have less to learn from games like this at a certain point. You're like, okay, you yeah. can officially beat Portland State. Uh, you know, break a, re- a scoring record in Austin on Portland State. What are we going to do yeah. against Texas Tech next week? I think the only thing that I learned, and as we all know, I can, I still have plenty to learn. Yeah, uh, you refuse to any sure of it. You're... Shut up. <laughs> uh, is it was nice for me to see what's his name, James, the running back. Oh, Jordan James, yeah. Jordan James, Mm -hmm. that was fun. And I was like, oh, he's going to be someone to watch, I think. Yeah, he was a really powerful runner. And um, a lot of people's their first takeaway from that, because it's the other things you can kind of take away from games like this, is who's actually playing and who's not injury-wise, you know? Um, Like Noah Whittington, our usual kind of 1B running back, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. like practically a starter, even though Bucky Irving is – the go-to guy um no jordan james played for him and noah whittington did not play in this game and dan lanning is one of those coaches who's like not gonna answer any kind of injury question in a press release (laughs) refuses to like even a basic one you know like he wasn't there for this game is he injured like he ain't gonna answer that and there was quite a few players that didn't play um, that or didn't play the first quarter but came in later, like Dorless or something like that, that I think now that we're playing Texas Tech, they're going to make an appearance. Like it wasn't worth going against a team like Portland State. But Yeah, I think he probably – I mean, he seems like a numbers guy to me, if that makes any sense. He likes data points maybe. Who doesn't? And like – They're wonderful. Playing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh – that he probably crunched the numbers and was like, I don't need certain players on the field to beat this team. I can do it with my, I think with, so. you know, my arsenal of talent. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. Uh, so many pass catchers that were just tearing that team apart. Dude. Bucky Irving. Just, <laughs> I mean, the part that really broke my heart was whenever, you know, Portland State is on top of the receiver 
And mm-hmm. that's Franklin. about as far as they can go is like, I can keep up with this guy, but I can't also try and deflect a pass. I'm too focused on running as fast as I can. That little comeback that Troy Franklin got and it was like, well, technically there's a Portland State defender there. So maybe they'll be able to clean up the, and then he just whoop loops around him for the, that just felt like, okay, we're, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Not going to get better than that. So there's not too much. To Great learn from opener, this game. though. I mean, I have oh, to yeah. say that's exactly how you want your season to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to wonder, though, at what point did people in the stadium also kind of become like, well, now we're just at a social hour? I think pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, well, that's kind of why that second Portland State drive was kind of nice. Because it, you know, it kept them like I know I wasn't the only one that was going like, oh crap, what is going on? But uh, after that, I mean, it it was done. And just remember, Aaron, isn't this a drastic difference than last year? We started against number three Georgia, who would go on to be the national champion, right? Back to back, and they just completely demoralized us, forty nine to three. Like that's how we started it last time. This is exact opposite, and uh, but, feels better. Feels better. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I must have blocked that game out of my memory because I don't remember how I felt about it. I remember I knew we were supposed to lose. I knew that mm-hmm. it was a pretty much guaranteed fact we were gonna lose that game, yeah. and then we did. Uh, I don't remember us only having three points. How bummery. Yeah, that game was as useful for studying as this game is, where you're like, oh, right. we get some crucial points, but at, the, at a certain point, this game is just gone, and, and the other team just has far superior players. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good. I mean, obviously, 81 points, um, new Odson scoring record. That's the most we have scored in the modern era. You'd have to go back to 1910 when we played Pacific College and we beat them 120 to zero, I believe. Oh my God, Adam! Do you remember when we were at that game? It was nuts, man. That uh, was a nuts game. 1910 the, in general was nuts. Yeah, the hooch was and crazy. And for all of our listeners out there, mm-hmm. if you're curious what exactly it is I'm talking about right now, if you head over to our Patreon, which is Quack12Podcast.com. Calm will get you to there it is. Thank you, Adam. You can tell that I don't do this often. <clears throat> we have on our Patreon a slew of additional content that you are guaranteed to love, like Quack in Time, where we go through every single year of Oregon Ducks football, discussing it, rating it, and living through it, as well as Duck DD, mm-hmm. in which I get to coach. A very imaginary team of Oregon Ducks through the pandemic season that was so, uh, thankfully, canceled. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the West Coast, yeah. Thank but you, yeah, Aaron. If I you head over to our website, myself. that'll link you to the Patreon where you can subscribe for a measly $5 a month to grab all that content. And uh, if you're like me, then what you could also really do is just for 5 bucks go on there, binge the shit out of it, and then cancel your subscription. We don't care. Just give us five bucks and enjoy our content. Absolutely. 
Also, we know you're going to forget, and then you're going to keep giving us $5. We know how this subscription model goes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> if you're super cheap, though, and afraid to give us your credit card information, then go over to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Helps people find the podcast. Leave us a nice comment, too. And for YouTube viewers, this is the real perk. You are seeing our living mascot, TD, uh, a beautiful duck who has two, oh, yeah. two motions. He looks to the right and he looks to the left, but he is there the whole time. you got to check him out, folks. He's beautiful. Yeah, he likes to watch me, and then he likes to watch you, Adam. So he's yeah. just constantly back and forth, back and forth. Back and forth. Classic watcher. you got to see him. Go over to Quack 12 Podcast YouTube and smash that subscribe. Um, Aaron, there was a bunch of games I watched week one. Uh, there was a bunch of upsets, I'll tell you this much, not to get too okay. into it. This isn't Pick'ems yet, but upsets that almost happened that you almost called that cracked me up. Now, see, this <laughs> is the fun part, right, is that I uh, saw a few. The one that I got excited most about was uh, Colorado. Oh, yeah, did you see the results of that game? I hope you did. I Aaron. did. Oh, I did. man. You called that one hard. That so, game yeah, was... take me through it, Pops. I want to see how far off did I get. Because I tell you, I had a communion with the universe that week. It felt good. Well, it, it paid off. Coach Prime, I mean, he came in, uh, as I've been saying, just so much hype. I kept saying undeserved hype. And maybe yeah. still a little bit because the amount of hype he's writing is still insane. But he went over to TCU. And it was a shootout. It was back yeah. and forth. But holy hell, were they fun to watch. His son, Shadur Sanders, just lit him up. He His first game as a Colorado buff, you know, as you know, he played at the HBCU with his dad. Now he's here uh, at Colorado. And he broke the all-time passing record for a Colorado buff, like immediately, over 500 yards passing. They also have a two-way wow. player, Travis Hunter. Uh, I, I think he even like uh, did some special teams. I, I kind of forget, but he was a great defensive back. Got an awesome pick, where you know, like robbed them of a of a score. Um, where he's like literally leaping in the air. Also scored touchdowns. Was a lethal uh, down the field threat. Like it was fun to watch. He was just like prime, you know, two-way player, and. Colorado is as exciting of a team as you can have right now. They're, like, ranked number 22. They're about to go play Nebraska, which is their ancient, ancient rival. Like Very cool. That is real college football there. And Nebraska just lost, so that could be another win for them. And then I think after that they play Colorado State, which should be another win. So then they play us, so that would be 3-0, and and that would be a pretty big game. I still f- well, they're not going to beat us. I don't think so either, but that'd be a fun, fun build-up. But based off of the arm we watched on Bo Nix in that first game, mm-hmm. and now what you tell me about the arm on Junior, mm-hmm. dang. Yeah, It no, could I'm- be a very exciting game. I hope It's going to so. come down to, and I'm sure Hithelday will help us out with all this, when we get there, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it's going to become a pass defense game. Oh, we'll see. Well, I just like with Oregon's next opponent, 
I think that our offense is enough that where I'm like, and I hope the defense has a good game, but regardless, I think we're going to beat them by at least two scores. Because uh, So Texas Tech's the next guy. We got right. a, a, some content in the future here, um, really, with an interview covering this team. But uh, let me just show you this mascot. Here he is. I think his name's Pistol Pete. He's basically Yosemite Sam, if you've ever seen Yosemite yeah. Sam. I mean, right? He's Yosemite Sam. I, you know, my cousin went to Tech, mm-hmm. and I she's she was much older than me, so I feel like I remember though that when she was in college, Yosemite Sam was in fact like the mask, like there was a cartoon version of him mm-hmm. as the mascot. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely uh, maybe it was always just this guy and I was just like oh yeah that's Yosemite obviously Sam. and there's also the masked rider there which is pretty cool um, obviously we can't be making fun of a team for uh, having you know a a cartoon famous cartoon mascot that then becomes your mascot and everyone has to pretend that that's not them you know because obviously ours is a Yo, little uh, I'm not making fun of anything because. <laughs> Based off of the the mascots you showed me a few weeks ago, yeah, at least that it's one's not amazing. a white. Man. Well, I guess it is a white it's man with guns. It's also just so interesting. It still is. It's just so curious how uh, there seem to be multiple schools that are like, yeah, we have two mascots. We have a real person that's just in a costume ish, like Halloween, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we have this very overblown cartoon character. Yeah. Uh, I agree. That is weird. So, Aaron, we're now ranked number 13. We're ranked number 13. We did go up two spots, as did a bunch of other uh, Pac-12 teams. Like, for example, Colorado is now ranked. They're number 22. Oregon State went up. They're 16. Utah, right ahead of us, number 12. Washington's all the way at number 8. And then USC, number 6. So, Pac-12, even though it's dying, is kind of stronger than it's ever been. Texas Tech, on the other hand, the team we're about to play, they went up to Wyoming, Laramie, Wyoming, where they've got a huge elevation advantage. They're not a very talented team, per se, but they're super well coached. They always have been. And they had a a very noodly armed quarterback, but they had a great defense. Tyler Shuck, the ex-Duck, leads them to a quick 17 points, and it looks like Texas Tech is going to blow them out. Like, it's 17-0. All of a sudden, though, the Wyoming defense buckles down. Mm-hmm. They're they're not very good quarterback who, in my opinion, maybe was concussed, but who knows, um, sticks it throughout the whole game. And they just and, – and the field goal kicking is terrible from Texas Tech, which certainly doesn't help. I think they were 2 of 5. They buckle <laughs> down, and they score 17 unanswered points. So it's tied now. Then it wow. goes to overtime. Then it goes to double overtime. And Wyoming gets the upset in Laramie. And so Texas Tech now is coming in, or, or we are going down there. They just lost. They are now 0-1. And it was kind of an embarrassing loss. Tyler Shuck looked a little shook, um, like he did in a lot of our games, honestly. Uh-huh. And the Texas Tech defense against a not-very-good offense looked bad and so that's why i am couldn't be more stoked about what i think we're about to do i am like 
Aaron, I think we're going to beat them by like three scores, and I'm kind of afraid by how excited I am about this. I think I'm setting up myself for disaster. I think... I mean... Tyler, Shuck... It all comes down to him, right? I mean, I think they're going to have to keep up with us scoring. I don't think it's going to be like one of those things where it's like, oh, wow, Texas Tech's defense is really shutting this down. Bo Nix is too sure of a dude for them yeah. to really rattle him. I don't think they have the players right. to. That's why I'm thinking it's going to come down to Shuck and where are his mentals at when faced with a place he had to leave. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. I'll tell you, they love him there. He has been their that's starter. Great. Yeah, he's been a start. Like, last week was his first loss as a starter. He did have some injuries, unfortunately, last year. But they love the dude. And they were actually, they were especially hyped for this team. They just had an embarrassing loss. So they're, I think there's a little bit off. But they've sold out the stadium. Apparently, you probably know this, but Lubbock is five hours away from freaking anything. Is this correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Lubbock? And why were yeah, you there? Yeah, of course. Why were you there if it's five hours away from anything? Because it's not actually five hours away from anything. There's plenty. I mean, you can get to Amarillo. You can get to Snyder. The problem is the places that you can get to, it's like, well, yeah. there's more going on in Lubbock than there is these places, so maybe we just hang out here. Eh, fair enough. I get you. If anybody is familiar with the band Lightning Bolt... Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an old de- documentary that follows them on one of their tours where they were playing a show in Lubbock that got shut down. <laughs> so they ended up moving the show to this house. But because it gets hotter than hell in western Texas, uh, the drummer, what's his name? Something Chippendale? Uh, maybe it's just Chippendale? I don't know. Yeah, they actually set up in the kitchen. Huh? They're rescue rangers, correct? Yeah. Uh, They set up their gear in the kitchen, and he is sitting inside the refrigerator while he drums (laughs) to keep cool. I like that. I like that. And that all happened in Lubbock, Texas. Well, there you go. I hope there's a win happening in Lubbock, Texas coming up. Like, I. I'm too hyped almost. I'm going to be crushed if we lose this game. We are a touchdown favorite right now. I kind of think we should be more. I'm a little bit shocked. Uh, I'm as shocked as this. This, uh, this is kind of a random thought that came in my head, but I had to tell you this, Aaron. So the Pac-12, obviously we've been talking nonstop about how you know they haven't been very good over the years, blah de blah blah This yeah. season, as of right now, every single Pac-12 team won their game. All 12 of them. And then USC had a week zero game, too. So 13 wins straight. We are the only conference that is undefeated. And I freaking love it. Man. Well, you basically just kind of broke down to me then uh, how I did in the pickums because mm-hmm. I feel like I went against a fair number of Pac-12. Oh, teams. yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you oh, did. Oh, yeah, I did. I'll point a lot of these out. But I, 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 <laughs> I wanted to bring this up. Oh, I'm sure you will point them out. <laughs> you went for a couple that were like pie in the sky crazy. Um, and I was definitely ripping you apart for some of them. But one that I have to bring up. 
is Arizona State against Southern Utah University, a team we hung 70 points on a couple years ago, something like that. They uh-huh. almost beat them, dude. Southern it came down to the final drive. And not only that, but the ju- the juju was insane in this game. So it starts at like, I don't know, 8, 9 p.m. or something like that. You know your boy was watching. Yeah. And it was eh, not a great game. And um, at halftime, it was 21 to 7. And all of a sudden, at halftime, there is a, I thought there was a fog that hit the field. It was a sandstorm. It was so thick that it looked like a fog. So the, And then there was also rain. There was also thunder, you know, like lightning. And so they had to postpone the half for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I can't remember. Uh, most people left the stadium. So the, the stadium was kind of emptied after that. I mean, not kind of. It was. It this was happened. This empty. game was in Arizona. Yes, this is in Tempe, and right. um, so when they come back, the other team, Southern Utah University, just rallies. Also, the, it's just ASU just wasn't looking all that good, and uh, they had. I mean, it was twenty-four to twenty-one, man. Um, it was amazing. I was rooting so hard for your prediction to come up. Jaden Rashada got his first start. They barely survive. I was rooting for you, buddy, but it didn't work out. So I don't want to go too deep into this, but you made me just think about it. Mm. With the ever, how to put this to where, you know, certain deniers won't get too upset. (laughs) Um, With the ever-changing landscape of how our weather systems work. Uh Uh-huh. It seems like football as a outdoor sport might have limited time left. Well, um, it's certainly because that kind of shit is just going to become more and more common. Certainly, places in Arizona, they they do have to think about all the time. There's reasons why there's only night games in Arizona. It's because it's actually physically too hot to play. Right. um, So basically, oh. I hate to say it, but if there is a school with a football program below the Mason-Dixon line, they ain't going to have a football program that gets to play outside for very much longer. I think you're I think you're underestimating how little we care about player safety when it comes to money. <laughs> but what we do care about is um, ticket sales and money. And yeah. if the general public... Is like I'm not going to that in this. Yeah, you're gonna have to. We're gonna be switching. College football will become arena football. Ah, right, well, there you go. We'll see what happens. And My all man. the dudes are gonna wear bikinis, <laughs> and dogs are gonna walk humans around. <laughs> yes, dude. Um, before we go into commercial break, I wanted to show you a fun video. So we have okay. played Texas Tech. Twice in our history, in 91 and 92. Both of those seasons, we freaking sucked, let me tell you that. Okay. Uh, 91 especially, more than 92. I believe Danny O'Neill was our quarterback um, for 91. This is, so we, we beat them both times, though. So no matter how much we sucked, apparently we were better. Yeah, we went 3-8 and eight in, Mitch Bro- in Rich Brooks' 15th season. Uh, though we did beat Texas Tech, 
And then in 92, we went 6-6, six and six, so we at least went to a bowl game where we lost to Wake Forest, and we lost to number one Washington. God damn, I hate this season. But we beat Texas Tech. This is a promo I wanted to play, which awesome. luckily, Oregon Duck historian, videographer, I'll say, Kurt, please follow him on YouTube. He's a great follow. Uh, K-E-E-E-R-R-R-T-T-T. He's preserved this 92 promo for the game uh i figured we should play this and then maybe go into commercial and then we will have special guest hitler day of addicted to quack joining the podcast but before then aaron please get your oh get your hands up no you don't really have to clap i got this beautiful clip for you roll that beautiful bean footage the excitement returned to Watson stadium last week as the ducks got back on the winning track As Sean Burwell goes, so do the Ducks, as Burwell ran up 213 yards of all-purpose yardage. God, this footage looks like it might as well be from the 60s. There was also good news on the defensive side of the ball, as the Ducks played inspired second-half D to shut down a high-powered Texas Tech offense. Damn, that is some 90s-ass background music. You don't get that anymore. That's about the only thing from that that looked like it's. I mean, the their uh their oversized padding was also like yeah. screaming nineteen nineties to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> that being said, Aaron, let's let's go to our uh, our commercial here, and then we will be back, and we'll talk about the rest of the pack. Quack quack. All right. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, come you. over here. Come over yeah. here. Get over here, yeah. huh? Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you're listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that what he's doing there, bud? (laughs) Yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing, if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then, uh, you know, uh, oh, hey, hey, look at, look at this podcast, listen, on their long inner, inner uh, continental flight. Making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby wah, by covering wah. it up. Wah, wah, so they say. Putting on them headphones. 
trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah. 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 Why don't you? Yeah. You want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars, that's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey, let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack, quack! Quack, quack, quack. We are back in quackion, if you will, everybody. And we've got the great Hithliday of Addicted to Quack on the show. Hithliday, how you doing after a week one blowout? Uh, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing well because I just read Duct Tape Film Review of Week 1, 2023 versus Portland State. If you still want to revel in that win, listeners, go over to Addicted to Quack and read this article. Now, we already talked about Portland State a little bit on this podcast uh, for the last couple episodes, actually. Um, but I wanted to get a couple of your takes here, not to dive, you know, to dissect the article too much because I want people to go read it. But what were some of your take, some interesting, surprising, if you will, things that you saw from Portland State? I know there's only so much kind of relevant or good information you can get out of a game like that. But what were a few things that surprised you? Well, out of the Portland State Vikings? Uh, or, or out of the the Ducks week one that you've seen? Um. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, nothing that the Vikings did surprised me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I, I as as like the film reviewer nerd, like I, I had all offseason to to dive into them. And like, I yeah, like everything that they did was like exactly as I predicted, which like who else is going to preview an FCS game, I guess. But like I <laughs> yeah. Did, and, and yeah, it was, like, you know, right on target. Uh, but anyway, actually, they were slightly better. Like, I, I was predicting some problems with having to replace their center that they wound up, like, it turned out they replaced him, you know, fine. So actually good for them. Um, anyway, um, the... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of offense, it was all um, uh, nominal. I mean, I guess to the, the to to answer your question literally about the Ducks, the biggest surprise is there were a number of personnel uh, for the Ducks that was held out that I don't mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, were like being kicked off the team or whatever, you know, like, the, you know, we're going to see them, you know, probably, you know, on Saturday against Texas Tech and they were just being held out for precautionary reasons or, 
who knows i don't want to speculate or anything but maybe they were being held out for disciplinary reasons that they're just not telling us about um because they're just keeping it private like again i don't want to speculate or anything i'm just saying that like that's a week one thing that happens you know as well Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so like on offense there weren't many of them but like we didn't see chris hudson i was fully expecting to see chris hudson but like he wasn't on the field at all um or like noah whittington uh yeah right uh, he got banged up on the opening kickoff return like literally the first play of the game um he kind of he got like whammed uh like it was weird um and i think just like precautionary just like look we got like four other running backs man like noah why don't you you know just chill uh you know uh and it was just like you know it was very clear you know hey man they won like 81 to 7 like if they even if a guy had like a hangnail they were like guys you know dude whatever just chill on the bench you know man so like and then on so so on offense there weren't a lot of them but there were a couple like like those guys um and then uh like to the point where even though i wrote an entire article about gary bryant the usc transfer who's like five Mm -hmm. foot ten and the entire article was don't play him on the outside um like clay helton who screwed up his wide receiver room like played him on the outside and i like had entire comparative videos like look how good he is if you play him in the slot and then look how like less you know effective he is if you try to make him an outside receiver oregon goes and plays him on the outside now he kicked ass you know because it was portland state but you know that was because you know chris hudson and, and you know but then they had like kyler casper and so forth and i you know it did but it was like yeah because it was portland state you know so anyway i'm not really expecting that stuff to continue you mm-hmm. know uh, so yeah that's answering your question about like what was the surprise well it's because there was stuff that was happening in that game that's probably not going to continue in the future um and then on defense you know you know there's a bunch of that you know a bunch of got you know justin jacobs wasn't playing evan williams yeah. wasn't playing you know uh brandon Dorless didn't show up until the second quarter which like, i don't know what that was about um and uh and so was, uh, um there were a couple of things that happened on defense that actually do constitute like oops i was wrong um you know when i when i wrote my summer predictions uh um and, and which are like these are significant which is that i was predicting jordan birch the south carolina transfer to be like the weak side OLB, who's the pass rusher and for him to mm-hmm. slim down nope they bulked him up and moved him inside to be a four eye which like I really don't get that move at all because Oregon's like t- really deep at four eye, but but like they needed like an edge rusher, um, and instead they're going with freshmen like Matteo Uyengole and Blake Purchase mm-hmm. and Marion Winston, um, <clears throat> which is like okay, I I guess what the, that's what they're rolling with, um, and like you know that's not something that's going to change in a week, you know, like that's not a uh, you know he's not going to drop thirty pounds, <laughs> you know, <in> a week <laughs> and become an edge rusher. Um, I was huh. wrong about Cole Martin. Remember, I made a big deal about that uh, being the nickel back. Uh, nope, they're having like uh, Nico Reed, the Colorado transfer, play as the cornerback uh, or the nickel back, which is interesting because he's like an outside corner, and they're having him play at nickel, which like kind of actually makes sense now that i think about it because like they want to like they, they want to make that more of a pass defender because they want to make everything more of a pass defender in this de- defense yes. like everything is about defending the pass in this defense which like yeah they definitely did you know like uh, you know read my article I, I go into you know great depth about like how how this defense is all about being a pass defense um 
so yeah, the, those those were the things. Yeah, um, I, I it was a pretty easy game to eventually be like, all right, and now I hope the people in the stadium are having fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh next week I'm excited about this going against Texas Tech. But uh let's let's just dive straight into it y'all, right? Cuz we'll get into what we think about Oregon Tech. And actually uh keep your eye on this feed because we will have an interview with the Texas Tech know-it-all. Very excited about that. But let's get into it. Everybody's favorite segment, the picks. Oh my goodness. We had oh, a lot boy. of them. We had a lot of them. And Aaron made so many close call picks. I'll tell I'll just feed that in there. Like he almost called Southern Utah beating Arizona State. That was definitely my favorite. Um uh Northern Arizona did not have a chance against Arizona. Sorry about that one. But you did call <laughs> you did call Colorado winning, and I appreciate that. Uh you're the only one out of the three of us to call that. Very Aaron move. But let's get into this one's first. So we start off Saturday, 9 a.m. ESPN, number 12 Utah, takes on, goes and travels to the Baylor Bears. Baylor Bears who just lost in embarrassing fashion. Utah, on the other hand, Aaron, you chose Florida last week, I do remember. Uh, yeah. Utah embarrassed Florida. And, like, Utah had a pretty good game, especially with the two backup quarterbacks and uh, Brant Keithy not being there. But it was more, in my opinion, Florida embarrassing themselves with old Mertz there as quarterback. And, and just Utah was there to pick up the pieces in this, hmm. I would say. Um, Aaron, this time... Are you willing to back the Utah Utes? I am not. I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for that one, Aaron. Uh, I, I absolutely am going with the Utes. I still don't know what the deal is with Cam Rising. I imagine he's still not ready to go if he wasn't for Florida. Um, I don't think they need him, though. I think I think Barnes or Johnson would – well, uh, more, maybe more Barnes. Johnson, he was an impressive, like – athlete but i think there's a few more mistakes with him uh regardless i think utah is a well-coached enough team that i think they're going to go on the road and beat the baylor bears um Hitler, i'm not sure how much baylor you've watched but i know you've you've dived into utah quite a bit what are your thoughts on this one i have actually weirdly watched a lot of baylor um hmm. like well you know because like because because I watched BYU last year and like their most significant game right before Oregon played him was Baylor and I watched Texas Tech which like they play Baylor and uh, for a bunch of different reasons like I I don't like Baylor like I really don't <laughs> I, I I don't uh, even though everybody loves their offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes I don't I don't like Aranda as a head coach I think he does a poor job like recruiting and managing the team um yeah, no, I, you know, I, 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 I would have loved Utah to destroy them if they had rising. Um, I, I don't like Baylor's quarterback, Blake Shapen, but like Shapen is out. It's actually the, bizarrely the <laughs> one thing that gives me pause about this game is that maybe that like the, the re okay. If Aaron pulls this out because and Baylor winds up winning and pulling the rope a dope, it's because their backup quarterback turns out to be great, and that Aranda is such a dummy at managing this team that the backup quarterback lights the you know lights the, the fire, and yeah. uh, it's like Aranda, what were you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> if they were playing Oregon, that's exactly the script yeah. that would happen. But I'm not so, sure now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't predict that's going to happen. So give me Utah. 
Utah, but like it, if Baylor wins, that's it. You know, I, I I totally agree with you, Adam. Like that that game, you know, where they pantsed Florida was much more about just Florida being a joke. Because um, like Utah didn't really look good. Like I still think that the pick of Florida to beat Utah wasn't stupid. We just weren't very familiar with how awful Florida was going to be. But like mm-hmm. if you watched that game from the second quarter on, like. Like, if you didn't watch the first quarter of that game, and, and it was like a 0-0 tie, like, uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, that was an even game of two teams that, like, weren't very good. Like, it, yeah. wouldn't, it was, like, unwatchable. Um, but so if you watch like, the first play from Utah, you're like, oh, man, yeah. they're destroying them. Yeah, that's <laughs> like a classic really. anchoring effect. You know, like yeah. that play just like influences the, the way that you think about the rest of the, the, the performance, you know, and some other like some good defense and stuff. But like their offense is just like gross, you know, and they weren't even like really running the ball effectively, which is the one no. thing that like I really, you know, like like Utah only had 105 yards rushing against Florida which is like that's really bad like that's that's supposed to be their bread and butter um and, and like oh man and like the one thing that you can say about Aranda is that he puts together a good defense so like if anybody thinks this is going to be a blowout I actually don't really think that's going to be the case I think this is going to be like this really gross like 17 to 10 game that Utah wins but it's like ugh. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Up next, <laughs> Colorado, who, Wait, who won. Wait, so is that what y'all are going with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, go- I'm going with Utah. You're the only one okay. going Baylor. I just never but- heard anyone officially say. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Utah. I mean, ba- Baylor just got beat by Texas State. Like, they just got yeah. humiliated. That That's kind of where I I'm going know. with it. I don't know. You were the only one brave enough, Aaron, to pick Colorado going to yep. TCU and beating them again. I think it's maybe a little bit more of a sign of like, oh yeah, TCU did lose, which oh. is something that we talked about. You know, yeah, we, we we talked about like, hey, Colorado's better than you think, and TCU's worse than you think, and so like mm-hmm. anybody who thinks this is going to be like twenty five point blowout is ridiculous. It's just like you can't pick Colorado in this game, and like, look, Colorado did their best to lose this game. You know, like yeah. it's not like that defense was real great. You know. Mm-hmm. It was just that uh, TCU and- was was a little worse than people were expecting, and 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 Colorado played their best player on both sides of the ball, which is like not that's sustainable. Right. You know, like that. That's you don't think a hundred some- snaps a game is sustainable? <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I, I, yeah, I think you know playing Travis Hunter a hundred and twenty times a game like gets you a win against TCU, and then maybe makes them not make a bowl. You know, it's sort of like they they look. It, it's sort of like they, they they burnt the candle at both ends in, in order to get like one really dramatic win, and like I kind of think that this is going to wind up costing them in the long run. You know, yeah, we'll I mean, see. Well, I'm not saying it was a stupid move. Like it might be the kind of thing that they need in order to build hype and attention. Like I, I still like I, I'm kind of a Sanders defender in that. Like I think a lot of his moves to to garner. Um, attention and uh, attract like recruiting and you know good transfers to his program or like necessary moves and like everybody who's like a detractor of his because they're they're sick of his shtick or like you're playing into his game um mm-hmm. like you're, you're fools um for not seeing that, that that's what's going on in, in the attention economy um 
uh, I'm just saying that like anybody who takes that performance and say, okay, multiply that times 12 and that's Colorado's season is sort of not seeing the, how this is, I, I think is not seeing this clearly either. I, mm. I can see that. And things that'll cloud your judgment is uh, definitely huge rivalries like Colorado versus Nebraska Huskers. Uh, the, the Corn Huskers just lost in last minute fashion to Minnesota. It was quite the game. Aaron, who do you got here? Number 22, Colorado or unranked Nebraska? A lot of hate here. I think Colorado's going to take this one again. This one, I think, will be a lot closer than some people have it. I, I'm feeling a little, little frisky here. I'm gonna say that rule. He gets his defense in line, and Colorado gets punched in the mouth one too many times, and I think Nebraska upsets Colorado and certainly upsets Prime. Could go either way. I, I almost think Colorado, but just for fun, I'm going Nebraska. This nice. will be the first Pac-12 loss. Hithleday, do you have any thoughts on this one? Hmm. I know, right? This is a tough one. This is a lot of unknowns. Uh, yeah, it is tough. I mean, here's the tough thing. Everybody, lots of people want to take Colorado because, you know, Nebraska is just, like, expert at, tripping all over themselves right like they're just like they have magic powers at losing close games you know like and it's crazy like if you look at the like you know second order wins and it goes back for like 10 years over multiple coaches like it's crazy like they lose games that they ought to win like constantly you know and it happened again last week under matt rule under a new coach like they should have beat minnesota and then they didn't you know, and so it's mm-hmm. like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, they should beat Colorado. So what am I supposed to do as an analyst? Should I say, well, they should beat Colorado, and so therefore I'll take Nebraska to beat Colorado? Or should I look at this pattern in which, you know, every time Nebraska is supposed to win, they lose, and take, you know, and say, well, therefore they're going to lose to Colorado. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> you can flip a coin. Oh man! Um, you gonna back the pack or or uh, back our new conference foes? The game is played in Boulder. Give me the home team. Whenever I am uncertain, mm. give me the home team. Fair enough. Also, Dan Carlin of Hardcore History—that's his favorite team. So, hmm. go with Colorado. Um, Whoa! That's right. A, number- I mean, if Colorado wins this game. They're definitely going to beat Colorado State. They'll be three and zero. If Oregon is three and zero for yeah. week four, that means game day to Eugene, which like yeah. Whew. So I'm that'd be nice. Number eight, Washington versus the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Uh, Washington just lit up Boise State. Just eventually, yeah. they just got sick of it and were just like, let's just throw on them, and they did. Um, who do you got, Aaron? Heavy favorite all day. Yeah, they're your favorite team. Makes sense. Uh, Saturday, twelve thirty p.m. ABC. I will also have to go with Washington. Unfortunately, um, we'll, we're going to have to be the one that beats them eventually. Hithleday, what time do you, did you say? Uh, Saturday, twelve thirty p.m. Am I? I, I think correct it's two or wrong? p.m. Oh my goodness, listeners, watchers, ignore that. Uh, two p.m. Well, that changes everything. Tulsa. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm still going with Washington. <laughs> Sorry. 
How about you, Hith? I have, I have, I have to record all of these games, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon plays Washington out of the bye, so. Uh, yeah, no Washington. Uh, yeah. Tulsa is not going to be a good team this year. Uh, I'm not sure that Washington. I mean, their run game is just like non-existent. It was crazy. Like they, they kept trying to like. It was funny, you know, against Boise. I'll, I'll shut up quickly. But like. It, it, you, your recap was totally accurate. They kept trying to <laughs> assert that they had a run game against Boise State, and then like they didn't. And then finally, they yeah. were like, "Well, I guess we should win the game." Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, bring out the unstoppable passing offense. <laughs> you know? That's that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's actually on the Pac-12 Network, not ABC, of course. Washington State versus Wisconsin. This is 4.30 p.m. ABC. I'm, I'm sure about this one. Wazoo, if you looked at the score from last week, you may be, oh, yeah, wow, Washington State. They, re- they really got something there. There were some some tough Cam Ward moments. There's some big plays, but it was kind of more their defense really giving mm-hmm. them the game against Colorado State. Uh, however, they won last year against Wisconsin. Aaron, who are you going with here? This is at home. This is in Pullman. Oh, this is in Pullman? Mm-hmm. Huh. I guess I still just don't have much faith in him, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin? Fair enough. On Wisconsin is what you're saying. I, too, am going with Wisconsin. Not that I have a whole bunch of faith in Wisconsin, but kind of that I think I think there's going to be a few too many mistakes from Wazoo that gives yeah. Wisconsin the ability to maybe sit on the ball as they're prone to do. But, I mean, this is a new coach for Wisconsin as well. But uh, I, I just – it's more of a lack of faith in Wazoo than it is a faith in Wisconsin. Hopefully they make me eat my words. I want all the Pac-12 teams to, to stay undefeated. What do you think about this Wazoo team? Do you think they got a shot this week, Hithliday? I mean, I, I think they have a shot. Um, I mean, I, I don't really think the first game that either of these teams played was really very informative because um, I, I don't really think much of San Jose State or Buffalo, which was mm-hmm. Wisconsin's opponent in Week One um, this year, and, and like, and honestly, the the like Washington State eventually poured it on uh, against San Jose State, but like, it, or excuse me, uh, against uh, Colorado State. Why do I keep saying San Jose State? Um, uh, but like, if you watch the early part of that game, like it, it was like hardly like effortless, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they they you know it wasn't really until the you know late in the the in in the third quarter that they started really pouring it on. Um, uh, uh, I, I think they're and plus like uh, uh, Colorado State just couldn't run the ball at all, which is like really what the thing I wanted to see what. Um, uh, Wazoo's defense is going to be like and like really what Wisconsin is going to test them. I, I kind of think that Wisconsin is just going to pound the ball and, and like it was interesting because Wisconsin really couldn't run very effectively against um, Wazoo last year um, but it, that I don't know. That, that that was for reasons that may have died um, with the old coaching staff. Um, and I think that um, the new coaching staff, you know, I, I just think this is like a better coaching staff and probably a better offensive line. And I think that Wisconsin will probably just be able to, to actually execute the game plan. Plus, like, I think that, Col- that, was, that, that Wazoo's, like, excellent linebackers, like, surprise excellent linebackers. I, I mm-hmm. didn't actually see that one coming. It was That was my bad when I was previewing Wazoo last 
last year, um, are all gone now. And so I don't like, I, I think that's, you know, shifts everything, you know, it was like bad Wisconsin run game that they kept insisting on versus good, uh, wazoo linebackers who stopped that run, um, mm-hmm. was why wazoo won last year. And I think all of that situation flips this year. I think that Wisconsin's going to have a better run game and wazoo's going to have a worse run defense. And so now I think Wisconsin wins. Hmm. Fair enough. Arizona at Mississippi State. Uh, That is right. 4.30 p.m. This is on the SEC Network. Arizona took care of NAU, but uh, who knows, my man. Mississippi State, I don't know shit about them, to tell you the truth. Aaron, who do you got? Mississippi State all day. Why not? Let's get crazy. Going with the Bulldogs. I, too, I think, uh, maybe I'm just going because they're on the road. Uh, I would go with Mississippi State as well. But I, I could see Arizona. I, I mean, you know, if, if if they're not ready, I could see Arizona making a game out of this. But I'll just – I'm really guessing here. Hit the day, any thoughts? I mean, no, not really. Like I know, right? They, <laughs> this is what I, mean, I don't these, know. Both these teams, like, blew out an FCS opponent, you know, in week one. Like, uh, so who knows? You know, uh you know, I I do. I mean, I do think that Arizona has a more complete um, uh, uh, offense, you know, than Mississippi State does. Um, but like Mississippi State's defense was like was excellent last year. Like they were they were like seventeen and F plus uh, uh, last year. I, and you know, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking that Mississippi State's defense just sort of shuts down uh, Arizona because it is shut downable. Um, especially mm-hmm. in the red zone, um, and uh, and if that's the case, like I, I think that Arizona's defense is probably just going to be really bad. I think that Mississippi State is just going to score at will, and uh, and if if Arizona can't respond in kind, um, especially if they're having like red zone scoring problems, then I think that like it's a pretty strong possibility that, that you know the the cowbells just sort of crock pot them. Um, you know, like like trading touchdowns for field goals, and, and so yeah. you know by the second half, it's like it's like twenty eight to twelve, you know, kind of deal where they both scored four times, but it's like you know touchdowns to field goals, and it's like oh well, this is going to get out of hand. Mm. Our next game here, Chip Kelly, he's fed up with the commercials. If you watch the game, um, hopefully for UCLA's sake, Dante Moore starts, you would think. But who knows? Maybe it's the Garbers explosion. Aaron, UCLA versus San Diego State. I imagine UCLA is the favorite here. They struggled with Coastal Carolina, and they're on the road. Who do you got? Really? Both things are true? Yes, I believe so. Interesting. So then I guess... uh... But they're not going. It's San Diego. So UCLA all day, baby. I, uh, San Diego State. I, I wish I, I knew a little bit more about them. I, I should. But, um, man, UCLA looked a little strange, but I think it was just Chip Kelly weirdness. I think he was trying some things out. I don't know what was going on with those QBs. Um, I still think the talent of UCLA will win this out, but I would not be surprised if San Diego State won. Uh, I'm going with the Bruins, though. Uh, what do you think of this matchup? 
I mean, UCLA should win. Um, yeah, I mean, UCLA should win. Um, but Chip yeah. Kelly is involved, and so therefore, <laughs> you know, there, I'm yeah. glad I'm not putting money on it. Like, I would, I would never bet on a Chip Kelly team. Like, ne- like I mean. <laughs> I would never bet period like ever, but like I, yeah, if I had, you know, if, if, if it were the case that I had to bet on PAC 12 teams, but like uh, I could get one out, you know, it was like, you know, I was, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to bet on 11 of them and I was allowed by the terms of whatever contract I was under, you know, it was only 11 of them. And the one that I would be out on every week would be Chip Kelly. Like, no Mm -hmm. way, man. Yeah. (laughs) Fun fact, uh, San Diego State has the best resume in America. They are the only team with two wins, and one of the teams that they've beaten also has a win. There you go. Every other two-win team has beaten teams that are winless. Now is the time to be a San Diego State fan. Um, This should be a quick one, you would hope, unless someone's got a spicy take. Number 16, Oregon State. Who, who did take care of, of their week one uh, opponent, uh, Mountain West opponent. Um, now they're going against UC Davis, so it should be even easier. Um, I like what Jonathan Smith has has this team doing right now. Aaron, are you going to pick the upset, or are you going to go with the Beavs? I think I'm going with the Beavs. That makes sense. I'm certainly going with the Beavs. They're, you know, they're a good team to root for, except for that final game of the regular season uh i i think this this is going to be short work uh hitler yes they're they're going to beat uc davis yeah yeah i mean if they lose to an fcs team it would be pretty funny but it'd be funny good reason to pick them (laughs) that's that's kind of how i was with every single pac-12 fcs get or like any huge underdog it's like well obviously i want arizona state to win but it'd be funny as hell if they lost against southern utah university and they nearly did. I mean, it was like perfect conditions for them to lose, but they didn't, unfortunately. U.S. Now we got a Pac-12 game. We got a real oh. Pac-12. It's week two. It's unfortunate almost because I've enjoyed the undefeated Pac-12ness, but it cannot stand because number six USC is going against Stanford. And if you've been following this matchup over the years, the higher ranked one, the one with the more hype, usually loses to the other one week two. Uh, number six USC, who Caleb Williams doing amazing things, really like, like kind of looks like another Heisman winner, like back to the only other guy to win back to back besides Archie Griffin, but um, y- yeah, I mean he's doing amazing things. USC's offensive line not so much. Their defense is doing good things against bad opponents, but uh, still maybe a little sketchy. But may not matter. If they score a billion points in everybody, uh, Aaron, who do you got? The tree? I'm going to go with USC. USC. That is certainly the safe one. Stanford showed a pulse against Hawaii, which is something both of you didn't think they would, but I did. I, I knew they would win. All right. And it's not because I like them. Um, I love the Rainbow Warriors. You know that. But uh, for this one. You know, maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna have some fun. Maybe I'll say out of nowhere, Stanford beats them because that would you be would. funny. It would be funny, and I would feel good about myself if I called it. So I'm Look, gonna go with Stanford. I'll go with freaking I mean, Stanford. If Stanford's lost Adam, they've lost half the fan base. So <laughs> I was about to say, I think we have like 
proof over the five, six years we've been doing this show that you will usually pick Stanford because you love that team. I don't love them. I just, I'm usually right. Favorite probably. team? No, certainly not favorite. All right. Don't get me. <laughs> we can't get this rumor started again. All right. It's persisted me for years now. Not a rumor. If it's true every year. Uh, Hith, do you think Stanford has a chance in this one? No. Oh. No, yeah. I don't. I don't really think go. the win over Hawaii is very significant. Or Hawaii's not a very good team. Uh, they are not. Uh, I mean, they almost beat Vanderbilt. You know, but it, or, or, or excuse me, they lost to Vanderbilt. Like that should indicate how bad they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like Oregon's. You know, plays Hawaii the next week. You know, I've been paying attention. You know, pre, you know, pretty closely. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I just like. Uh, you know Stanford Stanford is interesting like uh, in that they are like I I never thought that they were going to be an incompetently you know coach team or that they lacked talent I thought that they like I didn't think their offense had the right personnel for Troy Taylor uh, you know to work with I was pleasantly surprised that First of all, they went with a completely different quarterback than I thought they would, Ashton Daniels, mm-hmm. who was their running quarterback. So the fact that it turns out that he, you know he has an arm means like David Shaw, what were you doing? Like why were you like, what the hell, dude? Um, uh, so that's you know interesting. We got you know some data on that question, um, and the fact that he that Troy Taylor managed to put together an offense in which they throw to the tight end is like that's another interesting data point for Troy Taylor. Um, you, you're not and like and I and we definitely know that USC can't defend uh, throwing to the tight end a million times. See <laughs> their losses to Utah last year. Yeah, um, plural. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, Stanford definitely put up some points, you know. Um, Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Um, it's just that, like, there is no way. Like, I mean, did you see that? The, the, like, I know that Hawaii didn't, you know, because Hawaii can't run the ball, so they can't actually, like, sustain, you know, anything. But, like, Stanford still doesn't have a back end to their defense. And, like, and Hawaii was still like sort of at will hitting deep shots against them because that's yeah. the only tool that Hawaii has. Um, mm-hmm. And like, oh boy, you know, if you thought Hawaii was doing some damage in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I'm sticking with my upset, but uh, probably stupid. Now, um, in true Quackdoll fashion, I've organized this so, you know, the more interesting games are at the end, even though we're on time crunch. I think next week I'll organize this in most intriguing so we can talk about it a little different but anyways mm. so we got two more we'll we'll shuffle through these really quick our most hated auburn we hate them yeah i know cal, this, this is the hardest one to pick you know definitely uh <laughs> cal showed a not just a pulse but kicked the crap out of university of north texas and they did it by scoring a lot of points I had to check to make sure Sonny Dykes wasn't there. Um, Aaron, well, let's be fair. UNT I mean, is a jazz Spavitol school. It's not a football school. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Cal versus Auburn. Aaron, who do you got? I'm going to go with Auburn. I I mean, sure. Uh, they got a, a, a terrible trash human being of a coach there now, but um, he knows Ooh. how to score points. 
Oh, we don't get time. He, uh, my, uh, we'll get into him. We'll have a whole episode. Yeah, don't worry him. about it if you don't know his name. <laughs> we don't got the time. Um, I'm going to go with Cal just because I think they would be so funny. Auburn fans would light themselves on fire if they lose to a team that barely cares. So I would love, love if Cal wins this one. What about you, Hith? I know there's a whole lot to pack in a very few time. Hugh freezes Auburn. I hate him. Who do you got? I mean, I, this one's really hard because, like, I don't really mm-hmm. think that Auburn is very good. You know, they thumped UMass, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You know, like, yeah. UMass <laughs> is terrible. But, like, you know, Cal thumping North Texas, North Texas is terrible. Like, you know, what what does that mean? Like, you know, uh, nor- last year, North Texas had the, uh, like, 119th. Uh, ranked F plus defense. Um, wow. So like, you know, Cal putting up points on them, like doesn't really, uh, you know, impress me. Um, you know, who's the only team who had like a worse defense is UMass who were 124th, you know, plus <laughs> defense. So it's like, you know, the fact that both of these teams want terrible defenses, like, so, you know, like I, boy, you know, I don't know, man, like, uh, you know the the default is to go with the SEC team because it's more talented. Um, so that's what I'll do. The, the SEC team yeah. is more talented. Like I spent all summer writing about how Cal has no talent, um, and I still think they have no talent. <laughs> um, and you know, for for whatever else you want to say about Hugh Freeze, um, which like I think you can say a lot. Uh, like he he knows how to use talent, and Justin Wilcox doesn't know how to use not talent so like yeah Yeah. like you know everything points to an auburn win um you know like if auburn had struggled with umass i i would say okay cal's got a shot but like they didn't so yeah i would love cal one please this is the one I, i desperately want and then the final one wow that's a terrible job i did arizona state versus oklahoma state for me this is easy as hell because i watched the arizona state game oklahoma state oklahoma state oklahoma state that's how i feel i just threw my pick in there before yours aaron what do you think well that's fine because there's one thing i can't do and that is root for oklahoma state so i'm going with arizona state that's the one the school, yeah. baby. There's like, like seven or eight teams on that list. I just Karen. can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of schools that have made your shit list. I don't know why, but they they seem to pop on and off. Sometimes Let's it's just Oregon. Say, when you when you're in a band and you play towns where colleges are located, oh, I see. Your vibe on the town really gets predicated off of uh, how those college kids, you know, act. Mm. And let's just say, one time while playing a show there, I almost uh, got my ass kicked mm. at the show because I was wearing camouflage, and because I had nothing and no one in my life that was military-related, oh. they took offense and decided it was ass-kicking time. Stolen valor is what you're yeah. saying. I'm like, do you, it's Oklahoma. Do you not go hunting? But anyway, I digress. To be so wow. fuck them for life. <laughs> wow, fair enough. Is that enough to sway you over to uh, Arizona State side, Hithleday? That story. I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State should win, but on the other hand, like 
you know, it, it, it's not like Oklahoma State covered themselves in glory against the Central Arkansas Bears last <laughs> week. You know, that, that was a 27 to 13 game in which it was like, you know, 13 to 7 in the fourth quarter. You know, like, uh, um, you know, I, which, like, I didn't watch that game because, like, why would I? But, like, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, well. like, but but here's the deal. Like Oklahoma State is like a stable team that with a coach who's been there forever, and and, and you know that that's sort of you know I can buy that that's a you know okay they had a new quarterback and they had to sort of like sort a few things out. Uh, whereas like Arizona State is like they had to torch that thing and rebuild it from the ground up. Um, and, and like it's more likely that Arizona State's struggles are going to persist than Oklahoma State's, which is could have just been a shakedown run. Um, that's, so give me Oklahoma State. That's that's kind of where I'm at, despite the fact that they were mean to my man, Aaron. Now, here we wow. are. Here's all the points from last week. Hithliday leads us all with 10 of them because he backed 10 Pac-12 schools. The other two, uh, they won two. Um, I got nine. Aaron got six, but... Because he chose with his heart, and honestly, if he would have gotten some of those, I think we would have given him a point and a half, but he didn't. And that is it, y'all. That is the Great Pick'em Challenge. We love y'all for your support. Day, once again, go over to Addicted to Quack. Uh, we got a bunch of really, really good articles up there. Look for Day's article, uh, Duct Tape. Film review of week one versus Portland State, but also we got a great Texas Tech preview up there. You will not want to miss it. Best out there, best in the biz. And um, if you'd like to follow us at Quack 12 Podcast on Twitter, at Hithloday1, you should already be following that one. And then you know all at of our Quack other 12 social Podcast on TikTok. On TikTok as well. We exist there. We are a young enough pod. We are with the youths. We are hip and cool. Aaron. Oh, I mean, all three of us got Oregon in this, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm going to throw this last 10 seconds of the show. Are we yeah. all picking Oregon? All huh? day. Sure. Huh? I know I am. Okay, there you go. That's all I had to hear. Aaron, leave us with a very specific prediction on your way outside the door. Um, Oregon will score 60 points in the first half. <laughs> that is... <laughs> I like the way you think, buddy. All right. I have a specific prediction. Let's hear it. Fortunate one. Um, Shuck doesn't finish the game. Uh, They switch. They switch to Barron. That would kill them, but that is very dark. Um, I think we're gonna see Ty Thompson this game. That's a little, a little more lukewarm, but still means we got a blowout or a terrible day in Oregon history. We'll see y'all next week. Quack quack. Please come back.